0: Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from, people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here and if you are just tuning in for the first time or it's been a little while, welcome. I'm excited that you're here and you are deciding to join the listening community at a really great time because I just started a new series that I titled Women of Faith and it actually started a couple of weeks ago called uh, that the title of that episode the introduction to this series is, is called the warfare of faith and then last week we looked at the first woman in this little mini-series the story of abigail so this mini-series is it's going to be short uh, it's just only four weeks long looking at four different women one each week this week we're going to be looking at the story of esther and you know i have to say that I really had to think hard about who I wanted to just take a look at over these uh, four weeks in this mini series because, uh, golly, I mean, the Bible contains a lot of strong women of faith. I mean, wow, there's, I mean, there's there's mary there's the woman with the issue of blood there's just so many different women that we see even in in jesus earthly ministry women that he reached out to you know like the woman at the well the the woman caught in adultery these women just are so just so impactful to my faith and so i don't know maybe i'll have to do another round of women of faith series and you know kind of draw from women in the new testament but for for these next four weeks I actually am pulling from stories women of faith in the Old Testament. So Esther, if you've logged some miles in your faith, maybe you know you've been going to church or or whatever. You've probably have heard about Esther. You know who she is. Maybe even have um, done your own study on her. Maybe you've led a Bible study or something on the story of Esther. But she is just such an, a remarkable woman of faith, and she rises the annual women's conference. That I host each year. That was held this year here in 2021. It was actually held back in April. It was her story that I based my entire message on Friday night off of. So, if you're if you're unfamiliar with the she Rises Women's Conference that I host. It's, it's a two-day event. It's a Friday night and then a Saturday. And I always I always speak on the first session, kind of kicking the weekend off, starting us off Friday night. And so my entire message on that Friday night back in April was on the story of Esther. And if you want to really dive into just a little bit more in depth about who Esther was and really kind of get in just a a glimpse. Or maybe you you were even at the She Rises event and you want a refresher of the message that I shared that Friday night. Do you know that I actually did a three-part series just on Esther alone? Um, You'd have to scroll back in the episode list back. It's probably quite a few, but I, I titled them she rises awakened she rises aligned she rises activated and all three of those episodes are on Esther just her alone but you can find her story in the Old Testament she has a book in the Old Testament named Esther so it's pretty easy to find (laughs) just look up Esther (laughs) Um, and it's it's kind of a a shorter story uh, or I'm sorry a shorter book of the Bible I mean it's not like super short but it's not super long either and the cool thing that is so just so interesting about the book of Esther As you read that entire book, the name of God is not mentioned once. Yeah, not even one time is God's name mentioned. But as you read the pages of that book of the Bible, it becomes so evident that even though his name is not mentioned, he is at work behind the scenes. He is making a way. He is strategically positioning and placing people where he needs them to be. He is opening doors. He is at work in people's lives. And so. That in and of itself, I hope, is an encouragement for you that maybe maybe you're just really going through something really challenging right now. This isn't even in my notes, so I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I'm just going to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit here. If you are in a really difficult season, you're walking through something that's really hard and, and maybe you feel like... Wow, you know, I have been praying a lot. I've been doing my best to stand on the promises of God. I'm really trying to keep the faith, but uh, you know, if I'm if I'm going to be honest, I can't see I can't see God at work here. Um, maybe it's been a while you would admit that I've even heard his voice or I've seen his presence, felt his presence in my life. I want you to be encouraged that he is still there, that that his presence in your life is loyal, that he hasn't walked out on you, that he hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't abandoned you, but he knows exactly where you are. He has you right at this very moment on his radar and he is at work in your life right now he is as the song goes he is the way maker the promise keeper the miracle working god and you know if if you can't if you can't see him you can't feel him it's been a while since you've heard him can i encourage you to trust his heart Trust the nature of his character. Remind yourself, remind your heart of what is true, what you know about who he is, the nature of his character. And remind yourself, speak to your heart. Speak to your heart. Encourage yourself in the faith that that God has not abandoned me. Um, Say that out of your mouth. Speak that out over yourself, over your life. Speak that to your own heart that God has not abandoned me, that God has not forsaken me, that God is loyal, that his presence is loyal in my life, and he is at work right now in my life. I may not see it, I may not feel it, but I believe it in the name of Jesus. All right, I hope that was encouraging to whoever needed that today. The Lord wanted you to hear that. You were not tuning into this week's episode by chance it wasn't just a coincidence that you were here because like i said that was nowhere in my notes so clearly someone tuning in uh today needed to hear that message so right there right there that is an encouragement that he sees you okay he sees you he's got you on his radar he he knows that you're struggling he knows that you um, are feeling a little disheartened maybe a little discouraged and he wanted you to know I'm at work in your life. So the basis of Esther's story, you know, she she was an orphan being raised by her cousin Mordecai. And, you know, looking at her life outwardly, nothing would really suggest that she would one day rise above her circumstances and affect change in the world that she was living in at the time. When I look at Esther, she's this orphan, you know, they're poor, they're living in obscurity, you know, really not anybody's radar. I mean, just kind of going through life, you know, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and, and just Living life really not like I said, not really on anyone's radar. Esther wasn't someone that other people would look at and and say, "See that one over there? Keep your eye on her because one day she's going to go places in life. Keep your eye on her. Yeah, see that one over there. God is at work in her life, and He's going to do something really significant in her life that's going to affect change in this world." And yet God saw her, God saw her, and he did have an incredible, powerful plan for your life, for her life. I love God's methods. I, you know, it's so opposite to this world's ways of doing things and it's kind of upside down sometimes we we get so used to the world's ways of doing things and then and then when we start to think about you know god's methods and and god's perspectives it kind of seems backwards or upside down doesn't it but i love this about the lord that he is famous for raising up imperfect people who have flaws weaknesses and just you know imperfections and using them to do extraordinary things i love that that is so like god right and that is that is something that there there is not one earthly relationship that can do that in our lives right i mean we may have really great people around us maybe people that have given you a leg up or given you an opportunity or helped you along the way and That's great, and we should really appreciate and express gratitude for those people. But even apart from those great people in our lives, I mean... God. God that the creator of heaven and earth who could really do whatever he wants. He he doesn't necessarily need our help, right? Because he's God. He is all powerful. He is sovereign. He can he could do anything he wanted. He could make change and just, you know, shift atmospheres and and do everything in and of himself, in his own strength, in his own power, in his own sovereignty. And yet he extends an invitation to everyday, ordinary people, just like you and just like me, in all of our imperfections, in all of our flaws, in all of our weaknesses, everyday, ordinary you, everyday, ordinary me. He extends an invitation to us. But there's a catch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did you know I was going to say that? There, There is a catch to this invitation. Here's the thing. God created all of us with a free will. He created every single one of us with a free will. He isn't going to strong arm us. He's not going to manipulate us. He's not going to trick us. He's not going to bribe us into accepting the invitation that he extends to us. The decision to accept that invitation, the decision to say yes or to say no to this invitation that God has given to us to join in him in what he wants to do, the change that he wants to effect in this world, it's up to us. He leaves the decision up to us. He extends this invitation to every single one of us. It's not just to, you know, a certain group of people, a certain demographic, you know, only the educated or only the popular or only those that have a certain uh, degree of education or those that have, you know, X amount of money in the bank or this certain group or this certain station of life, this certain age or uh, or whatever. No, no, no. That is the one thing, like I just said, that I love about God. You heard me say it just a minute ago, that he is famous for raising up imperfect people who have flaws weaknesses and imperfections and so he extends this invitation to every single one of us and i think that looking at the circumstances around esther we clearly see that earthly powers were at work to steal kill and destroy but let us make no mistake. Let us not forget. Let us not gloss over as we look at the story of Esther that a much more heavenly power was also at work. A work, uh, a heavenly power at work to save and intervene in the lives of people whose actual physical lives were hanging in the balance, right? If you're familiar with with the story of Esther, we know that this this evil, wicked man named Haman and and his equally wicked and evil wife, uh, they had they had developed this plot, this plan to destroy the Jewish people. They hated the Jewish people. They wanted to destroy them and remove them from the face of the planet. But God. <laughs> But God, right, he is always faithful to step in and defend and intervene in the lives of his people. He just is not someone that just sits idly by in heaven and just watches things unfold and just is willing to sit by and watch the demise of his people. He is always faithful at just the right moment. God's timing is the perfect timing. Let me say that again. God's timing is the perfect timing. And he knows exactly when to step in and defend his people. So let's make no mistake that, yeah, there was there was a very evil and wicked plan at work to steal, kill, and destroy the the Jewish people, to just completely annihilate them, remove them from the face of the planet. But God... <laughs> I love those two words, but God, right? And so, I don't know, going back to your situation, but God, right? This is what's going on in the world. This is what's going on in my life. This is what's going on in my family. This is what's going on, you know, at the school that my kids attend. This is what's going on the political uh, landscape of the world. This is what's going on at the workplace. This is what's going on in my neighborhood, at my church, in my community, But God, right? But God, we can clearly see, as I said over the last two weeks, that we are engaged in a spiritual battle. We are, whether we want to admit it or not, we are in a spiritual battle. And that battle is to steal, kill, and to destroy. But God, right? But God, let us not forget that God is still seated on the throne He is still all-powerful. He is still all-knowing. He's not up there wringing his hands, trying to figure out how to step in and intervene and defend his people. No, no, no. He has a plan. He has a plan. He wasn't caught by surprise. He isn't taken off guard by just the things that are happening in our world. He isn't He isn't surprised or taken off guard by the things that are happening in your world and how these changes and these decisions that are taking place in our world and how they're affecting you. He sees them. He is aware of them. And his heart grieves with you. But make no mistake that he has a plan. He has a plan looking back at esther's story her position was no accident her position being raised up as queen as queen put into the palace and put in that position um, as as queen was no accident it wasn't a coincidence and the position that you and i have been given right now in this world it's not an accident. It's not a coincidence either. And you say, well, I don't really have a position. I'm not really in a position of of authority. Can I encourage you today to begin to see your life right now and where you're at right now through the lens of heaven? Through the lens of heaven, you may not have a position or Uh, Or authority in the traditional sense in that you, you know, might not be sitting on a board of some kind or a committee of some kind. You might not be an elected official, but make no mistake who you are in Christ, that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a woman that that is called. You are a woman who, who has been fearfully and wonderfully created. You are a daughter of the King of Kings. You are seated in high places with Jesus Christ. And he has he has called you. He has positioned you. You are alive on planet Earth for such a time as this. Right now, there are people around you who need what you have. You are carrying something right now. You have potential lying on the inside of you. You have gifts lying on the inside of you. You have been anointed and appointed for such a time as this. And right now there are people around you. You have a sphere of influence. It doesn't matter if you are a stay-at-home mom. And uh, you are really busy uh, raising, raising young children. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're a CEO of a company. Doesn't matter if you're retired. It doesn't matter if you're a student in in college or, you know, a student in high school. It doesn't matter if, if you're a grandma and you're chasing your grandkids. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have been given a sphere of influence, every single one of us. And so it, it begs the question, what might God be asking us to do with the position that he has given to us? What might God be asking us to to do with what he has given to us what he's planted what he's created on the inside of us that he's placed on the inside of us what might god be asking from us what might god be asking us to do with what we are carrying who knows but that you have come to this position for such a time as this you and i if we're familiar with the book of esther we know that that is a scripture taken right out of Esther's own story. It's found in Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Let me repeat it. Who knows, but maybe you have come to this position for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Friend, for such a time as this, you are here. You are here right now for such a time as this, and God is at work in your life, and he wants to work through your life to help you to rise above the circumstances in your life and in this world to affect the change that is needed in this world. Again, Esther was a seemingly nobody, but with the Lord, (laughs) but with the Lord, everyone is a someone. I love that. Everyone is a someone, including you. Maybe, maybe all your life people have dismissed you. Maybe all your life you have been overlooked. Maybe maybe no one has ever called out potential on the inside of you. Maybe no one has ever spoke life and spoke truth over you. Maybe no one has ever tried to call you up higher or or spurred you on in your faith and and to pursue the plans and the purposes that God has for you. Can I speak into your life today? You don't need anyone's permission to pursue god's plan for your life let me say that again you don't need anyone else's permission or approval for you to rise up to reach higher in your faith and pursue all that god has for you because in the eyes of god everyone is a someone and that includes you That includes you. As I wrap up this week's episode, I would be remiss if I didn't touch on some of the obstacles that we, every single one of us, myself included, that we seem to allow to keep us from from stepping into the position that God has called us to and operating from that place of position that he has placed us in. Can I just be just so blunt on this week's episode and say that quite often we are our own obstacle. Yeah, we are our own obstacle. Sometimes the mountain that needs to be moved is in us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you heard me right. (laughs) I know that one is is kind of like, ouch, Susan, could you be a little bit nicer? Could you maybe kind of pad the truth a little bit more? I know that hurts. And let me tell you something. Every time every time i am so quick to to say this that and the other thing if this if that wasn't there or if this was different then god i do this that or the other thing and he always challenges me with that the the challenge so often is is he saying susan you are being your own obstacle here Remember who's calling you. Remember who's placing you. Remember who's leading you. Remember who you are giving an obedient yes to. Because in me, all things are possible. And I have given you a measure of faith to speak to mountains. And they will be removed. That's just a shameless plug to the episode two weeks ago. The warfare of faith. That by faith, we can speak to. Mountains. Go back and listen to that if you haven't, or you need a refresher. That was a word in due season for someone. But yeah, so often we are our own obstacle. I think that some of some of the most common obstacles that we feel like are just standing in the way, we we look at our own flaws we're aware of our own imperfections we look at ourselves and and we and we impose limits upon ourselves and we disqualify ourselves because we think we lack skills or we feel like i don't have enough influence i don't have i don't have a very large platform you know i haven't really been a person of faith all that long i don't know i don't know a whole lot of scripture you know i just started attending church those are some of the most common obstacles that we need to be able to push through and can i just humbly encourage you today that the obstacle is the way the obstacle is the way what do i mean by that if you and i don't address the obstacles that god says you're you're placing that in front of you that obstacle is within you and i've given you the power and the courage and the strength that's found in me to be able to push through that and so when I say that the obstacle is the way, what I mean by that is looking at that obstacle and addressing it and speaking words of truth, speaking words of faith to that mountain, to that obstacle. Okay, yeah, I might feel like I, uh, I have a weakness in this area, or I feel like I, I don't have the skill set to do this, but God, what does God say? What is truth here? For it is written, right? Uh, Again, a shameless plug to two weeks ago. The, The kind of faith that God is calling you and I to is a it is written kind of faith. It's not a politically correct faith. It's not a blab and grab type of faith. It's not a watered down type of faith. It's the kind of faith that Jesus modeled for us when he was being tempted by the enemy. He said, it is written. And then he spoke out the word of truth, the word of God he quoted the word out of his mouth and that's the kind of faith that you and I we can follow that example and we can speak words of faith words of truth to those obstacles and choose today again the decision the choice lies with us the power of choice is one of the greatest powers that God has given to you and to me we are not powerless people the power of choice is so powerful it is it, it can change the trajectory of our lives it can be the catalyst that pushes us forward it is the catalyst that is going to help us to remove and push through those obstacles. listen friend he is not looking God your God is not looking for perfect people he's looking for surrendered people. Let me repeat that. He is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for surrendered people. When Esther was in that decisive moment, she was at a fork in the road. She was given a choice. When I quoted Esther 414, who knows, but perhaps you've been placed here for such a time as this. She was at a pivotal point. She had a choice to make, right? There was... An obstacle before her. I mean, did she have some fear? Did she have some anxiety? Did she have some doubts? Was she hesitant? I would venture to say yes. Why? Because she was a human, just like you and just like me, subject to those types of thoughts and those types of feelings that you and I. That story was written so many, so many years ago, but let us not forget she was a human. Just like you, just like me. She was a woman just like you and just like me. And so in that moment, she had to decide, will I trust the Lord? Will I trust God? Where am I going to place my faith? Am I going to believe that I have been positioned here? Am I going to see this position through the lens of heaven? Or am I going to believe that I am here just by happenstance Am I going to believe that it was just my good looks and just coincidence just a luck of the draw that I'm in this in this position right now or am I going to believe that a sovereign and very powerful God has been at work in my life all along and has brought me here and positioned me here for such a time as this and we know. We know that she decided to see her life and her position through that lens. And she pushed through the obstacle. He isn't, the Lord isn't looking for influential people. He's looking for people who will see others the way he sees them. Esther, Esther understood what was on the line. her obedient yes to God to go and present herself to the king unsummoned which you just did not do she understood that she was standing in the gap being a voice for people who didn't have one the Jewish people and so when God is calling you to step out to take a risk to see your life through, through the lens of heaven, to understand that you have been given a position right now, a position right now that God can use your life right now. And when you say yes to him, there are people on the other side of your obedient yes that are going to be affected, that are going to be affected for the better, for the better. Maybe maybe it's those in, right, right in your own household, right? I mean, let us not forget that our sphere of influence includes the people that we live under the same roof with, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12 says, For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable to what one has, not according to what, what one doesn't have. Let me repeat that, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable to what one has, not according to what one doesn't have. Ladies, it's not about us. It's not about us and those self-imposed limits and the things that we think disqualify us. It's about God and about Him being at work in our lives and what he wants to do through us. So here are a few actionable steps for you to consider this week. Uh, I want to start off with giving you another passage of scripture, just real quick. Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through two. Let us throw off everything that hinders us, the sin that so easily weighs us down, and run with endurance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Throw off those self-imposed limits. They're just going to weigh you down. They're going to slow you down. They're going to they're gonna keep you fixed on those things and not fixed on Jesus, right? Okay, so five actionable steps here. Five actionable steps that you could take this uh, this week. Number one, ask the Lord to help you see your life through his eyes. Ask the Lord to help you see your life through his eyes. Number two, number two actionable step. Ask him to help you to see and to believe that you were created with and for a purpose and for him to show you what the plan is that he has for your life. Number three, ask God to help you when you feel like shrinking back and withdrawing. Any tendencies that you have to shrink back and to to withdraw. Number four, ask God to give you a plan so that you will know what faith steps he's asking you to take. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for guidance. He will show you because he wants you to know. He wants you to know. Number five, actionable step. Ask him to give you the strength and the courage and the wisdom to be able to follow his leadership in your life. Amen? All right. Share this with a friend, someone that you know would be encouraged by this. We need one another, and this hour that we are living in, we need all of the bolstering in our faith that we can take, right? So, thank you for sharing. It means so much to me. Leave a review, slap some stars on there, and, and together we're going to reach more people. Uh, and so, next week we're going to be taking a look at the third woman in this mini series, Women of Faith. We're going to be looking at the story of Deborah. A new episode drops each and every Wednesday. Make sure that you are following the podcast, uh, subscribing, and I'll catch you back here next week. Have a great rest of your week. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. have a fabulous week. And I will connect with you right back here next week.